Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Talk Off. It is Tuesday, February 28th, the last day of February. March, here we come. March Madness, great golf. The opening day at the end of March, we're all excited. How's everybody doing today, guys? How are you? Really pumped. Really pumped to finally see some uh, baseball on TV and uh, start turning this, this train from winter to spring and eventually into summer. It's, it's, it's a beautiful time to see the guys back out on the field in Florida and in Arizona. Everybody's looking great. I know this is one of my favorite times of the year. You get to see what your team has, what everybody's feeling. I know I saw Masataka Yoshida's first hit in a Red Sox uniform the other day. Oh, yeah. How did that amazing. go? Did, did he look beautiful. good out there? Does he look good? He in, looks good. He looks good in Red Sox, in a Red Sox uniform? He I does. I haven't seen it. He does. I haven't seen he it. He looks good in a Red Sox uniform. I obviously have, like – watched videos of him from japan but the guy keeps the, his bat in the zone for as long as physically possible and i love that because it's a good good substitute for xander bogart's probably one of the best in the entire league at that right. so i'm very excited for yoshida and and all the guys it, it, it's looking great i just love spring training it's it's amazing Spring training is a lot of fun. Also, I don't know if you saw this today, like kind really, really shitty situation. Gavin Lux went down, got carted off off the field, turn, rounding third base. Did you see this? I didn't actually. Dude, like I feel, I feel really bad for the guy because Gavin Lux just seems like a very likable person. He's also a pretty damn good baseball player too. He was yep. rounding third today uh, and it, it I, I I can't really tell how it happened, but it, it's almost looks like he was trying to stop himself, and then he just almost fell over his own body weight, uh, and he came up right after the bag at third. Oh wait, now, now I'm seeing a different angle. So it was a it was a grounder to third, and the third baseman was uh, trying to turn two, throw it to second, and Lux ducked for the throw, and his own body weight took him over his own. It, it just it was a very awkward fall. Yeah, I see it now. I see it now. He got he gra- he's grabbing his I think it, is it is that his right leg? His right knee, yeah. His right knee and like little below the knee. That looks like an ACL. Yeah, there's a lot of I just read there's a lot of speculation on Twitter probably ACL. They say he did hear a pop. Oh. That's never a good thing. So that's going to be a big hit for the Dodgers. I mean, he was going to be a starting one of those probably utility guys. I don't think they were going to use him every day at shortstop, but yeah. Big utility guy that the Dodgers love and that we've seen the Dodgers produce for the last five to ten years. It's tough to see him go down. ACL is very hard to come back from. I hope him all the best. So, so I hope this, I hope he gets is, back out there. Yeah, I was gonna so now this is like this is also like the double edged sword with spring training is on on one end of uh, one end of the spectrum, you get to see what kind of team you're going to put out on the field for a majority of the season. But then also, you obviously run the risk of guys getting hurt, and it doesn't happen that often to guys who are expected to produce on a on a on a level that is pretty much a major role to the team's success. And Lux was going to play a pretty integral role in the Dodgers' 2023 plans for the season, so. It's going to be interesting to see now with what I'm assuming is is a season-ending injury. They're going to have to pivot, right, to somebody. Most likely, and God and God only knows who that's going to be at this rate. 
because you yeah it's, that, it, that's tough it really shoes is. to fill. It's, that's tough. It shoes is. To it's fill. a that's a tough loss for the Dodgers. He's a that, that that's a great fielder that you use and someone that you can use all around the diamond in the outfield. You can use it as a pinch runner, as a DH, as everything. Gavin Lux plays everywhere on the field, so it, right. it's going to be a big. It's going to hurt the Dodgers a lot. Obviously, we Man. have faith in that system, but yeah, it's it, it's going to be tough without him. It's going to be a big ask for somebody, but like like with anything, it's next man up. So someone's going to have the opportunity to win a job in spring training now, and 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 we'll see what happens. But but Zach, you make a great point where this isn't just a a, a one position loss for the Dodgers. This is like you can stick this guy anywhere, and you would feel fairly confident that he'll be. Uh, a competent fielder. Exactly. So keep, keep an eye on that storyline moving forward. I don't personally know anybody. I don't know if the Dodgers have any like ultra utility guys like Lux in their system or anything of that nature or, and I don't know anything about it. So it'll be interesting to see if they go in system or if they try to go out and make a move for somebody, but I'm sure that'll be a little further down the road. It's a little too early on to not trust your own system. Definitely too early on. It's going to be good for some guy. Some guy is going to have to step up, and spring training is the exact time to do it if you're trying to try out for a spot on the team. It's unfortunate, obviously, that Gavin Lux goes down with an injury, but for guys that are fighting for spots on the this, this Dodgers roster, which is obviously loaded and always is, this is an opportunity for a lot of those guys who are either in AAA or bouncing back between AAA and the majors yep. to c- cement their spot in this Dodgers organization, in this Dodgers roster. So it's a it's an unfortunate beat for Gavin Lux, but it's just an opportunity for another guy to step up. And we've seen do- Dodgers have guys step up in past years, and I'm assuming we're going to see the same thing. Exactly. And, and you know, I'm I'm just I'm as I do with most of these episodes I I scroll Twitter and see if anything grabs my eye that I might have missed. Uh Tyler Glass now oblique injury. Yeah, expected, I saw that too. Expected to to miss some time. So another guy going down today. And that's a and and that's a guy with Tyler Glass now is just that's been his life since he got into the majors has been injuries. The guy is just riddled with injuries every single year. We've seen maybe one, two full seasons of Tyler Glass now and what he can really do. And it, it it sucks, honestly, because the guy's a phenomenal pitcher. He's a great pitcher, and I want to see him out there. Everybody wants to see him Everyone out there. I know, the Ra- out there. I know the Rays do do you, because with him out there too, you're, that rotation is incredible. Do you buy into the, the, the whole he was injured because of the MLB banning substances? Do you, do you think that holds any gravity to, to, to him saying that? I think it might it might hold some ground, but I don't think it, it it's like anything against the MLB. They had to ban the substances anyway. So yeah. if he got injured, obviously that that's terrible. If that's the reason, but I don't really think it's the reason. I think it just what happened. The guy is clearly injury prone. Yeah, some and, guys just are. No, I know, but it, but but like you said, it, it sucks because we've seen him healthy, and when when Glass now is healthy, he is a very very good pitcher, very good pitcher. And this is and this and this is just like it, it sucks for the Rays because he's just been a guy with a ton of promise who hasn't been able to keep himself on the field as of recent, and they miss him in those in those playoff runs. Hopefully, it doesn't 
linger all season. But like like we said with Lux, it remains to be seen. Anything is possible in spring, so we'll uh, we'll definitely keep tabs on that storyline moving forward. Absolutely, because that that is that is one thing that could very much hurt the Rays and had and did hurt them a lot last year, and that's injuries. So if those start to pile up, they're they're going to be in trouble. I have I, I have one thing before we get into uh, some breaking news that we had over the weekend. I think I think you're gonna Go like this. It. Remember Pete? Oh, remember? Oh, whoa, whoa! Pete Crow Armstrong. Remember him? The yes. Old, the old Mets prospect. Yes. He came on the field today. His last name almost makes a full circle around his number. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best, dude, dude. Those are the best. When when are we gonna get a guy who has who who completes the circle of trust? I it's it's gonna be someone who changes their name like like um oh my god why am I blank D Gordon like he changed yes. his name to D Strange Gordon so his his uniform says Strange Gordon and the letters are completely different size than everybody else's and it just starts at the like the mid number and just does a huge loop around it's hilarious I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this up for you guys to look at. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks so funny, it looks dude. So it looks so good. I want this jersey. I want one of these jerseys. This would look. This would feel so uncomfortable to play with, don't you think? Yeah, because you probably have the you have the stitching halfway yes. down your back, pretty much. That that probably sucks. Can we make a pact that when we have kids, can we can we give them like really long last names on the off chance that one of them becomes professional baseball players that they would complete the circle? So you're telling me you want my child to have a different last name than me? No, no, no. My last no, name's four letters. No, no, I know that, but but like, can can you add more names? You want me to add a hyphen? Yes, add hyphens to the last name. But I got like, you. because your last name at the end, it could be placed at the end of the like, like if he's number ten, like it would be right at the bottom of the zero, and then what's creating the rest of the circle could be like really cool things. That's cool. I, I I got you. All right, fine. I'll do it. Okay, firstborn. Let, let's go. But then, like, he'll also be like, no, like it's it's not a bad thing. It's not like it's not putting disrespect on the family name. It's just saying like he's he is him. It's true. He is him. If I have a son, he will have to be him. He will be him. Okay. It's pro. It's done. It's done. Okay. We, we have a we have our next major leaguer who hopefully will be a Red Sox. And Red Sox fans probably aren't happy today, Zach, after a photo leaked out of, uh, did you see this photo? Of J.D., Xander, and Mookie? Yes, I saw the photo. Okay. I saw the photo. Yes, I saw. You don't need to show me. I saw the photo. Yes, I get it. I'm happy. You know what? I'm happy for them and their beautiful careers. They won me World Series. They won me more than one World Series. I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay, they only won me one, but still. They won me one. We had an incredible run in 2021. Bogarts was technically on the 2013 team, so he won me two. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, I I guess you can't be salty about that because – They they did win a title, so I agree yeah. with you on that. It's a good take. Yep, but the in more important news, one of Bogarts' new teammates, mm-hmm. Manny Machado, 
11-year, $350 million extension over the weekend. Chris, we did not see this coming. We have been saying for weeks now that we think that Machado is gone and that the Padres have been disrespecting him and that he is definitely going to be a free agent after this year. And the Padres, you know what they said to us, Chris? They said, fuck you. And they slapped their big old balls on the table and they paid this man $350 million. They're pulling money out of their asses. I have no clue where they're getting it all from. They must have a way to print money in San Diego because it just doesn't yeah, make where any are sense. These, where are these funds coming from? They're laundering money. They're laundering money through the, the Padres. This is this is a scheme. I'm calling I'm calling bullshit on this on this ownership group. No, no. And but, it, but in all actuality, the they probably part, are laundering money through this team. The craziest part is they're probably going to extend Juan Soto too. And if that actually happens, that's nuts that they would have four guys with probably t- with what 10 plus year extensions that's well it's amazing because remember around the time that baseball con like baseball contracts were obviously always big but do you remember when Hosmer got that a hundred million dollar contract and at that time that was a pretty pretty big contract like now guys are getting a hundred million dollar contracts like 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 it's not that big of a deal like Nimmo's getting a hundred million and I wouldn't have expected Nimmo eight years ago to get a hundred million dollar contract yeah, I mean, times have changed. We've seen every single year pretty much that the market changes. The market changes for pitchers, for hitters. Right. The market changes. And right now, this year, the market was hot and it was big. And we've seen these contracts just increase and increase and increase. And I mean, it's good for the game, but eventually there's got to be a breaking point where they got to stop increasing the contracts because or else Shohei Otani is going to get paid a billion dollars. And Right, that's crazy for a guy to play a sport and get paid a billion dollars to do it, even though he's probably the best at it. Right, it's it's still nuts to think about. So, so, so the point I was trying to make with the with the Hosmer contract was obviously you remember when Hosmer got that deal, twenty sixteen or seventeen with the with the Padres. You remember this? Hundred yeah, hundred plus million. At that time, I remember when that that deal came out, and I was like. Holy shit, like San Diego has that kind of money? Yep. And now like they're spending upwards of close to a billion dollars or they wanted to commit of upwards of close to a billion dollars this offseason. If not 3 quarters of a billion. I don't I I I personally just don't understand at all how they can do this. It, 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 it's absolutely crazy how they can spend this much money on players. And we'll get, we're going to see if it works. We've, we talked about last episode, how you can't buy a world series and you have to develop players. The Padres are going to see it. Now we're going to see it from the Padres. Can you buy a world series? I don't know, but I want to find out. Uh, it's kind of reverse Moneyball If you really think about it, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really it's is. technically reverse money ball. It's instead of seeing how little amount of money you can spend, it's pretty much let's throw all of our money at this team and see what happens. Uh, has this what what has been the closest comparison to reverse money ball that has almost worked? I mean, I guess you could the say Dodgers? the twenty twenty Dodgers, but. Yeah. 
20 no uh, but, I, I, I guess mean, that, I guess well I guess more more of 2019 Dodgers because they won I only out. say 2020 20, Dodgers yeah. because they actually won the World Series yeah yeah obviously it's Mickey Mouse because well, it's, it's not, a 60 that, game season but that's why that's why I didn't say anything because it's Mickey Mouse yeah but I, I and also, they didn't make the a deal only, that the, year. They, 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 like the year before, and I know it's not Moneyball, but I'm talking about like a pure payroll perspective. Like the Machado deal was kind of. Was kind I mean, of, we really haven't seen somebody just pay their way all the way there. Even those Dodgers teams where they had the big, big free agents that they did get, like Mookie Betts, they still had these guys that they developed like Cody Bellinger and like Gavin Lux, Will Smith, you know, all those Chris Taylor, all those guys that they developed in their system. So like, I think even if you say the Dodgers, obviously they had a giant payroll and they went out and they got free agents and they traded for guys, but they still had those players that they developed as their core and as their utility guys. And as honestly, some of their most important players on the field, so it, yeah. it's hard to say. I really don't think we've seen someone really do it this way. Because, I mean, we talk about Steve Cohen, how much money he spent. The Mets are still, you know, their young core is homegrown players like Alonzo and McNeil and, and you know, those yeah. guys. So, so and- I think this is really the first time that we're seeing somebody go balls to the wall. I'm paying for a World Series and I want to see if we can do it. And we'll see what happens. But if if history repeats itself, the Padres will not be winning this year. Yeah, I mean, the the only issue with with anything like the Padres are doing is going to come with so much, so so just a, an enormous amount of repercussions because you're spending all of this money, and the fan base is going to hate you if you can't put a winning product on the field after spending a shit ton of money. The patience in San Diego now for a fan base who probably didn't never thought they were going to be in this position, but like the patience is going to be very slim now because the bar is set so high. The bar is set. The, it's pretty much World Series or bust for the Padres and not for the to next mention, five and, to ten years. And not to mention the fact that they still have um, – a question mark surrounding Tatis. Like, do you think he still fits in long-term to this plan with this team? Because to be I honest with you, don't. because to be honest with you, Zach, I don't see how they could, because I know what's, what is the, the Tatis contract is 300 flat. I believe so. If it's not, it's right around there. Uh, I'm going to look this up. Uh, but, but, but I'll, I'll keep going with my point. I don't, I don't see how a team like San Diego can afford a c- contracts with it's 340 okay so 340 so 340 for tatis 350 for machado and then you tack on whatever the hell juan soto is gonna get if you're sitting in the front office of san diego right now for me personally i'd rather have soto on my team than tatis I would too. I, any t- seven days out of seven days of the fucking week right but if you commit a billion dollars to three to three guys that's a little bit of putting all your eggs in one basket. I mean, they'll be they'll be at like what one point three with uh, freaking Bogarts' contract too. That's another two hundred eighty million. Right. It's nuts for four guys. They're spending over a billion dollars. If if they do extend Soto, that's that, that's like that's literally saying 
these four players better carry me to a World Series. No, right. And at this rate, like with with what we saw that happened with Tatis last year, there huge question marks surrounding the defense as well. It's going to be really hard with that contract for any team to to be jumping on Tatis in a trade market scenario. I don't think anybody would want to trade for Tatis right now no. because of his contract. It's a 14-year, $340 million it's a, it's, contract. It's, to, to say that contract is it like a nightmare payroll-wise is, is an understatement. That's yeah. That's one of those ones that in five years we could be saying, "What the fuck were they doing?" Yeah, because I really think Tatis has that boomer bust kind of potential. Where obviously he could end up being one of the best players in baseball. I personally think there's a lot of holes in his game that don't get that get overshadowed by loud loud baseball. But they're putting all their eggs in this one Tatis basket and. I just think he he has some problems, especially in the field. Moving to the outfield will probably help him because of how shitty of a defender he is at shortstop. So he might get a little better then. But to commit $340 million to a guy that was so young and so unproven, I just think is, is reckless. You see what the Braves do with committing money young, but they don't commit $340 million over 14 fucking years. That's a lot, dude. That is... That's literally putting all your eggs in one basket and saying you think this guy is going to be an MVP candidate, honestly, for the next 10 years. So could he be that? Absolutely. But could he end up – do I see him um, possibly you know, burning out and players figuring out the holes in his game and using that to their advantage? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I think he's talked about in this light with some of the best players in the game, and I don't think mm-hmm. he's proved really that all that much. So the 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 Padres are now over the the payroll tax. By the way, they're over the Cohen tax, yeah. and they're as it stands right now. Before uh, adjusting for active players, arbitration, pre arbit, whatever the the different factors that go into a team's total calculation of their competitive balance tax, they're sitting at two hundred nine million. For, for this season's payroll and and it's only going up as the years it's, go on yeah and it's gonna keep going up honestly and they're still paying 13 million dollars to, to Eric Cosmer by the way yes they are they're paying him to play for other people man man it's crazy it, it it's it, it's crazy the the Padres are defying all laws of baseball. And it's I mean, honestly it, like it's exciting. It's exciting to see. No, right at the end of the day, if this, if this pays off, like yes, you look you look great. You look you won a World Series in San Diego. Like you look great. Like this 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 plan will look genius if you have the the, the pockets deep enough to spend it. But if this doesn't work out, you just look like you spent like a drunken sailor. And at the end of the day, you have nothing to show for it. Exactly. They have everything, everything to lose right now. Like if, if they lose for the next couple of years, if they like get deep and lose and get deep and lose, 
the fan base in San Diego is going to uprise because if you're spending this much money, you have to have results. And if there's no results, what the fuck are you doing? What's the point of spending money just to win regular season games? Nobody cares about the regular season. We've been saying that to the LA Dodgers for the past 10 years. Nobody gives a fuck if you win 100 games unless you win the last seven. That's the only one people care about. You have to win four out of the last fucking seven. No, you're completely right. Don't do that. Congratulations! I mean, when, at the end of the day, games. when when you're as balls to the wall as paying Josh Hader fourteen mil, Drew Pomerantz eight, Nick Martinez ten, like you're you're giving you're you're beefing up a roster, and 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 obviously the big names get the attention. Like everyone's gonna immediately jump to saying, "Oh, well, you're paying." Xander Bogart's 25 mil base. You're paying Darvish 24, Soto 23 this year. But when you go down the list and like, obviously those contracts take up the meat of your payroll, but like some of these guys, like Seth Lugo is making seven and a half mil. That's a lot for Way Seth Lugo. That's a lot for Seth Lugo. 14 mil to uh hater. That's a lot for hater. Like, I saw a lot of people thinking Hater's Hater is a free agent after this year. I saw a lot of people thinking he's going to get over a hundred hundred dollars, hundred million dollars. I'd hope he's getting under a hundred bucks. I, I would hope so. I, I would hope he's getting over a hundred. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, at the end of the day, it, it was going to take Steve Cohen over a hundred mil to get Diaz, but it, it it probably ruined the reliever and closer market forever. Now, yeah, it might have. At some point, like you said, the league is going to have to intervene and there's going to have to be a scenario where – I mean, I, I like I like the fact that baseball is different, that one, we have guaranteed contracts, and two, the revenue sharing is is so on the player's side as opposed to other sports. Like the other sports, the owners don't dish out funds like baseball owners do. It's very different, and I, yeah. I think that's what that is. What separates the MLB from other, you know, professional sports is the, is honestly the guaranteed money. So it it just yeah. it draws people to the game. Honestly, guys want to get guaranteed money. Nobody wants to get to year four and get a fuck you. Yeah, they they no. they make all their money. Bobby Bonilla has been proving that for the past what fifteen years. So. Sorry, I like to bring that up as much well, as possible. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not a, it's not a slight on us anymore. But it was for a long time. That day sucked yeah, for I a just, while. Sorry, I just think it's funny. Did you hear what Cohen wants to do now with it? What he wants to have like a whole Bobby Bonilla day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he yeah, wants I saw to that. hand him. A, he wants to hand him a check in front of like everybody. He should. That's great. It, it was, that'd be great, great marketing. Great publicity for the Mets. A hundred percent for Cohen too. But no, you are totally right. Like Wilpon era, like that was the most LOL Mets moment ever. It was hilarious. It was. It was. I mean, like even I was like, "This is this is a really shit look for us right now." <laughs> <laughs> like, so yeah. I mean, I can only I, I can only imagine what other d- fan bases were thinking, especially Yankee fans were thinking about us when we would have to dish out a million and change to uh, Bobby Mania every year for the next couple decades or whatever the number was but good times good times zach what's your what's your take on the uh on the pitch clock because uh we saw a game end on a pitch clock violation we saw the braves and the red sox 
end in this scenario, but we also saw some college baseball games end in this scenario um, this past weekend. Yeah. You know, we obviously have talked about the new rules. You know, I can't talk too much about, about college. We'll get into that later with our college baseball preview, but as for the the Red Sox Braves and, you know, the entire MLB, Look, the pitch clock's working. It's doing what what they wanted it to do. Spring training games are averaging about two hours twenty to two hours and thirty minutes. There was a it's game. A, it's today. about twenty five minutes less than the average was last year. So it's doing its job. There was a game today. I that still was, fucking hate it. There was a game today that was two hours and four minutes. Yeah, it, it's definitely doing its job. Games are going faster this spring training. All of the games are going faster. That's been it's proven, and I get it. And great. It like kind of gives me I still anxiety hate, watching it. I'm not gonna lie. A I still bit. hate the pitch clock. Exactly same. I hate the pitch clock because it just feels rushed, and we have we have a possibility of games ending the way the Braves Red Sox game ended the other day. Yeah, tie game six six bottom of the ninth inning. Braves Triple A guy trying to make trying to fucking get a spot on the roster up at plate doesn't get in the fucking batter's box fast enough. The game ends. See, I think in spring training, at, at the very beginning of this rule, at least for the first half of the season, of the of the season, I, I, I call it a season because I, I forgot that they, I, I remember today that they give out like champions, like they give out league champions for the cactus and the, uh, yeah, uh, for the, it's, it's, what is it? It's the cactus and the, uh, uh, I have no clue. I forget what's because I know the Cactus League is in Arizona. Uh, it's this is besides the point, but I think in the first half of the of spring training there should there should be warnings for this. They, they should not be like they should not be punching a guy out who's trying to earn a spot on a team. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, and and I kind of agree. I for spring training doesn't really fucking matter, but I no. do get that you got to get the guys used to it and everything. Yes. Just seeing a game end like that just sucks. And if it happens, uh, I was talking to my dad about it, and he's on my side where he he like he's more the old school type of way with baseball. But mm-hmm. we were talking about it, and I was telling him, man, if a regular season game ends like this, I'm gonna fucking freak out. Yeah, because I'm gonna freak really out, and any- I'm gonna write several letters to Rob Manfred and tell him why I fucking hate him. It, it honestly, it would, it would make that win so illegitimate in my eyes. Like, especially yeah, like it, th- think about, I couldn't agree too. with you more. Think about, think about this rule too. The, you know, the, the whole disengagement rule now where pitchers can't step off more than twice. Yeah. And if you step off a third time, it's a balk. There's going to be a lot of balks because guys are just n- going to be used to stepping off. The guys step off all the time, dude. Here's what I don't get, because with this, with the whole, with the new the rule with the stepping off, right? You got a guy on first. Yeah. If that guy is fast as fuck, like let's say that's Corbin Carroll on first or Trey Turner, you know, one of the faster guys in the league, take a bigger lead, make the guy step off. If he doesn't step off, take off, but make him step off. I would make the guy step off back to back as soon as I got on the base. If you if you can still get back, great. Yeah. And then guess what? The guy can't fucking step off again. So why don't you just take the bag? That's what I don't get. I think there's going to be a lot of problems with that because I just don't understand how runners are not going to understand and just be like, this guy can't step off more than twice. 
So if I just like tease him, basically, like I'm going to go and make him step off twice, I got a free bag. And let let me tell you something. That bag is also like two inches closer than it was before. So it's going to take me even less time to get there with the fucking pizza boxes on on there. So I, I just think that the rules that have been put in place, I understand what they're trying to do. I get it. And I think that they can work. But in my eyes, MLB players are very smart and they will all find a way to get rid of these rules. They will find a way to play around the shift rule. They will find a way to play around with the, you know, stepping off. They will find a way to play around with everything and they will find a way to either make it how it was or make it better than it is because they will find a way to cheat it. And if they can't cheat it, they're going to want to uprise and get fucking rid of it. But see, but I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate here and it's, I understand why major league baseball did this and I'll use the Mets Padres series. For example, those games were long games. Every game of that three game. Who cares? No, no, no. Who cares? I'm not, and I don't care. And I know you don't care, but I'm saying from like a casual fan perspective, Rob Manfred is not, is no longer. He's unfortunately, we live in a world where the commissioner is no longer catering to diehard fans. And he has to cater to the casual fan in order to grow the sport. So I, I, so my personal opinion with, baseball and why people think it is so long is not even that it is so long because we see other sports go super fucking long we've seen three hour football games Mm -hmm. it happens it's not like incredibly rare it's not like every other major league sport out there is a hundred is an hour 30 to two hours that's just it's not what it is i think it's because of you know because there isn't as much action in the in baseball as there is in football obviously football you you're smashing heads every single play baseball you don't see that you got you could see eight ten pitches before you really see honestly any action so people are less interested in baseball and i get that do i think slowing do i think making the game shorter is going to change that no i still think the people who like baseball will like it and the people who don't won't no, and and I, I don't think, think... It's, it's, a, it's a matter of duration. I think it's a matter of keeping interest. And that's not something you can really change with a rule. That's just how the game is. No, right. And I'm, I'm a fan of changing rules of the game in different aspects. Like we know where I stand on the, on the robo wumps. Um, but in comparison to this, like I, as of now, I'm not really on board. I'm obviously, I'm going into the season with an open mind to it. I'd like to see how it really works out, but man, it's, it's, it just seems all very rushed. And, and to think that this is an initiative from the commissioner wanting to grow the game is a little concerning to be honest with you, because there's so many other ways you could be growing the game of baseball than, than, than trying to speed the game up to almost the point of like ruining you're to almost the point of ruining the game altogether like let's like how about this if we're gonna if you want to grow the game let's stop the whole nonsense bullshit of throwing after guys when they bat flip you let's stop let's stop that whole bullshit or or if you're gonna or if you want to allow that if if you want to keep that going 
make it a little like hockey, make fights a little more permanent. Like I, I don't, I don't know what other way to, to grow the game, but besides getting rid of these like old timey baseball unwritten rules, we don't need to do pitch clocks. We need to, we need to let players express themselves. And that's how you grow the game without ruining the game altogether. Couldn't agree more. There's a, there's a way to grow the game and I think the players are a huge part of that. I think the players need to start growing this game and the players need to start, you know, trying to get more people involved and maybe have a larger following, you yeah. know, in the fan bases and stuff like that. And I think that can draw a lot of people to the game other than just trying to make the games fucking shorter. Why don't you try to do a player impact program like a tour does? The tour tour gives out exactly. gives out money for people who engage on social media. Exactly. I mean, for a sport that's so big into revenue sharing, at the end of the day, they really don't give a fuck about the players. Like the owners, the owners are the ones who really are changing this game. And I'm not saying all owners don't give a shit, but they're letting this game a lot go of down. Don't. A lot of a lot of them are just in this for the money. It's the unfortunate part of professional sports, but it's what we got to live with and it's what we're going to live with for the entire season. And I can't wait until the season starts. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Just seeing all the guys down in Florida right now, like especially when we're about to get dumped on by this snowstorm, is it's making me kind of upset, to be honest with you. Don't get depressed. Don't get seasonal depression. I'm not getting seasonal depression. I'm just like, damn, I wish I was I wish I had the flops clanking right now. <laughs> you and the fucking flops, dude. Wear no. shoes. No. Is if if it's 75 or up, I'm rocking open toed and it's no discussion. <laughs> You're a freak. <laughs> well, Chris, there you know what? There is a season that has started already. College baseball is back, officially back. We've had it about a back. week of college baseball, and it's very exciting this year. We're going to go over you know, our college baseball preview, teams that we think are very interesting this year, players that are going to be very good this year, possible you know, first-round picks, first overall picks. Let's just, let's just get into the teams here – is the top 10 in college baseball as of February 26th. Louisiana State University, the LSU Tigers, number one in the country. They're probably going to stay at that number one spot for the entire season, Chris. Some people are saying this is the greatest team that has ever been assembled in college baseball. It is LSU's College Baseball World Series to lose this year. Yes. They have the number one player in the country in Dylan Cruz. They have a phenomenal pitching staff and just phenomenal players up and down this lineup in the rotation. It, it, it's incredible how good the LSU Tigers are, and they're going to be good for the entire fucking season. And they probably have the number one pick on their team in Dylan Cruz. It, he's definitely the outright favorite to be the number one pick right now. And honestly, you just have to tip the hats to to the LSU Tigers because year after year they're they're always making noise in college baseball by producing great major league talent. I mean, you look at you look at one of the guys who is crushing it right now in Bregman. It's just like unbelievable what they're what they're doing down there in Louisiana. 
And not to mention that they're also not even they're not even doing it just solely through recruiting. They're doing this through the transfer portal portal as well. They got uh, UCLA transfer Thatcher Hurd, Air Force transfer right-handed pitcher Paul Skeens, and Tommy White from NC State, who's an absolutely beast of a power hitter. So it's like with with the with a strong offense and a great starting rotation. Like, like you said, this this has to be LSU's title to lose this year. It really is. It, it, it it's LSU's title to lose, and there's no question. And you say, you know, the transfer portal and how well they did in the transfer portal. Paul yeah. Skeens is not just a right-handed pitcher. He is the best two-way player in the country. The guy hit 25 home runs last year and had a 2.5 ERA at Air Force. That is incredible. That's Shohei Otani type numbers. This guy is nuts. He won the the John Olaroid, whatever the fuck his last name is, award last year as the best two-way player in the country. He's probably going to win that again because he is the best two-way player in the country. Yeah. We could talk about the LSU Tigers all damn day. That's how fucking good they are. Chris, it really is. It's it's theirs to lose. They have they have to win. They have to win, but you know who I also like this year? And who we and who we have said that we are an official fan as a podcast of this team. Oh yeah. That is the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. And I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go out there right now. I've never, th- I have never said these words in my entire life. I am picking them to win the ACC this year in baseball. Oh yeah! I have never given a pick on a conference baseball ever, ever. I've never given a college baseball conference winner, but I am guaranteeing that the Wake Forest Demon Deacons win the ACC this year. The Wake Wake Forest Demon Deacons, dude. They're they're game this year is going to be starting pitching they have probably possibly the best rotation in all of baseball maybe outside of lsu yeah with the acc pitcher of the year last year in rhett louder probably the best pitcher in college baseball outside of tennessee tennessee's chase dolander obviously this guy is in the upper 90s, and he uses his slider and his changeup like nobody else. They also have a great closer in Camden Minacci, who throws upper 90s with a nasty breaking ball. This team can pitch with some of the best teams in the country. That is going to be their strength this year, and that's the reason why me and you, Chris, are so high on the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. And not to mention... uh... Rhett has like some of the best flow that I've seen in college baseball. Just like, and we're talking he like does. 2015 Degrom flow. Like this is this is yeah electric hair. So it's like, how can you not get behind a team that a year ago was not even within the top 25, and now we're talking about Wake Forest top six in the country. Like it, it's they're just a very hard team not to be pulling for. They are, and you can't deny a team with a great mascot like the Demon Deacons. That is just no, and they have a really sick stadium too. I've seen pictures of it. It's they do. I, I'm I'm just a big fan of um, colleges with turf fields, and 
they like you you know how a lot of colleges like you can get really creative and put some cool designs on the field or you know whatever it may be with with turf fields like how UConn has the husky out in center field yeah the demon deacons do very well with their with their colorway and their mascot on their turf so kudos to them by Love taking it. full advantage of literally they are the best example of when life gives you lemons you make fucking lemonade and they made great lemonade they do that was that was a great saying right there that was beautiful thank you thank you so chris we talk about wake forest and we talk about their starting rotation mm-hmm. possibly one of the best lineups in the country outside yep. of lsu is the stanford cardinal and this team is going to make a lot of noise this year and that's going to be on the back of who if you ask stanford fans probably the best two-way player in the country obviously some people will say paul Skeens, the other people will say Braden montgomery this guy touches a hundred on the mound and then he gets up to the plate and he has incredible power he's got great speed he's just a phenomenal athlete and this lineup is just incredible they have one of the best infields in college baseball with carter graham hitting 22 home runs last year tommy troy their second baseman yeah that 339 last year this infield is incredible and the stanford cardinal are going to be one of the best teams in college baseball this year when you look at the fact that they're returning two-thirds of their starting lineup a lineup that led the pac-12 in RBIs with 155, home runs with 118 and have excuse me, 118 and having the second highest batting average with 309. And like you said, Carter Graham still there. Their second leading hitter, Tommy Troy at 339, still there, and they got another two-way star in Brandon Montgomery. So the fans in Palo Alto are should be very excited about a, a team that is Returning, they finished third last year in the polls. There were preseason ranked three. Zach, where are they ranked now? I, I don't. I got. I need to see. Uh, They're at three. two right now. They're at two. Okay. So this is very early on. We're seven games into the season, and I have another ad playing on my laptop. Um, There's seven games into the season, but like all signs are pointing in the right direction right now. They are. I'm telling you, with with the infield that they have, this guy Tommy Troy, dude, can just flat out hit the fucking baseball, and it, it, it's incredible how he sprays the entire field, keeps the bat through the entire zone, the entire time. I might say entire one more time. <laughs> keeps the bat through the zone, and the guy can just flat out hit the ball, Chris. You know, you know who I, I was doing some a little reading on um, Stanford. Uh, Drew Bowser, the third baseman. Six four, yeah, six four, third dude. Eighteen home runs last year, and this is and this is a guy who essentially down their stretch to lead to Omaha was taking over their run. So a majority of those eighteen home runs came down that stretch. And from from every article that I've looked at of this, and obviously I don't know too much about Drew Bowser besides the extent of a few articles, but a lot of people are very high on this kid major league talent wise for next year's draft or possibly the year after if he decides to stay. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with a lot of these guys in the draft. And 
probably the number one pitcher coming out of the draft this year is going to be Chase Dolander of the Tennessee Volunteers. And that is another interesting team, Chris, third in the country right now. And with Dolander as their number one and Chase Burns as their number two, the two best chases in the country, possibly the two two of the best pitchers in the country. I mean, Chase Burns is the number two on this team, but he'd be the number one pretty much anywhere else. It's unfortunate that he's behind Dolander, but Dolander last year posting a 2.39 ERA over 80 innings. The guy struck out 12 guys per nine. He's got a mid-90s fastball with a beautiful slider and two more secondary pitches that he's very confident in. And then you back that up the next day with Chase Burns touching 100 miles an hour, and then that slider comes in at 84. Are you kidding me? The whiff rate on this guy is about 50% with that slider. He is absolutely incredible, one of the best pitchers in the country, and would be the number one on almost any other team. But this Tennessee team is just loaded. You know, and it's funny that you bring up the draft. And now that I'm looking at it, I I was looking at the draft order because I was just curious to see now with this year, this is the first year that we're doing a draft lottery. Pirates have, Pirates are going 1-1. Then behind them, you have the Nats, the Tigers. And then at four, you have the Rangers. It's like, Zach, what better of time is it to be a Rangers fan than right now? It's a phenomenal time. Uh, obviously, the Rangers. If I'm the Rangers, I'm drafting a bat after having, you know, just picking Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker. You got great pitchers coming up in your system. If they go out and get a bat at four, yikes! Yeah, because man. the Rangers, the Rangers' future is looking phenomenal. Most likely, if they get a bat, it's going to be, you know, maybe a Wyatt Langford from Florida. You know, someone of that caliber was still one of the best players in the country, one of the best hitters in the country. The Rangers, man, with the draft lottery coming out in MLB now, you're going to see teams be able to be very good and then still have a high draft pick and develop these guys into great major league players. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, to be honest with you, this is this is a year where – the past few years, I haven't really been excited for the draft. I think one thing that originally grabbed my attention is obviously the the new system through the draft lottery grabbed my attention right off the bat. But there is a lot of good talent coming out of college this year and even high school. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see how teams draft. And th- there, there will be some some guys, Zach, who are coming out of college who will not need more than two to three years in the minor leagues before they're ready for a major league promotion. Namely some of the guys that we've already mentioned. There are. And, and we've mentioned pretty much all of the, you know, probably top 10 picks in the draft. But one guy that I want to talk about, probably the only guy in college baseball right now who could, you know, maybe beat out Dylan Cruz for the best position player And that's Wyatt Langford of the Florida Gators. This guy hits the ball like no one else. Last year for Florida, 356, 447, 719 slash line. That's an OPS of 1166. That's absolutely incredible for a college player. 
Obviously, we see a lot of averages be higher in college than the majors because the pitching is obviously not as good, and that's fine. But batting 356 at any level is impressive. And this guy has the power. He has speed. He can play the outfield. He can play first. He's even caught a little bit. This guy is the only person in college baseball right now that could beat out Dylan Cruz for the best player in college right. baseball. And the Florida Gators are going to be there as they are almost every year. And Wyatt Lankford's going to lead them there. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 it's, it's, he is a fucking stud out there. I mean, like you said, like a guy who's a guy who can not only hit for average, but the 26 home runs and the, the seven one nine slugging percentage, that is about as legit as it can get, Zach. You, you really Pretty can't much. say you can't really say more than that, to be honest with you. I mean, and he really is a five tool player. He's shown speed, he's shown power, he's shown he can hit. He's got it all. He has it all. Yeah, and it'll be it'll be really interesting to see how far uh, the Florida Gators can make it this year because the, their preseason they were top ten, uh, and now this week they were ranked uh, sixth in the country. So, I think the one place they might struggle is in the starting rotation. Outside of uh, Hurston, I don't Waldrop, know too much about their. There isn't rotation. really much there. What What have you heard about the rotation? Yeah, they're really I, after after a lot of reading, mm-hmm. obviously got to do your research you got to do the homework. outside of waldrip there uh, there isn't too much there really for florida they have a couple guys that could come up and come up they have a couple guys who could step up and mm-hmm. you know take on a bigger role but there really isn't too much to be that excited for in that florida rotation their strength is going to be in that lineup they're going to put up a lot of runs and they're going to try to beat guys you know 10 to 7 10 to 8 you know, they're going to score a lot of runs and that's how they're going to try to win games. And if they can do that, then they will, they will win games. So essentially, essentially this is a team that's banking on its offense to produce a little more than the pitching staff will be. I don't, I don't know how I'm trying to phrase that, but essentially this is a team riding on the Yeah, they're, they're essentially the opposite of Wake Forest. Wake Forest is going to be heavily on that starting rotation, and Florida is going to lean heavily on their lineup, and that's just how some teams are built. So where where is so where is Wyatt going to be playing this year? Because, I mean, like, I know he was – I think I'm pretty sure he came up in high school as a catcher, and then they tried to play him a little bit at third and first, and now I'm seeing that he's – might get full-time outfield he's gonna be full-time outfield this year that that is sick this dude is taking the Bryce Harper route yep and he is an incredible athlete man so he'll be fine and he's definitely I mean I mean don't I mean a lot of guys stay for their senior years because just they want to kind of finish what they started kind of business but junior year draft eligible like this guy in my opinion will be going what top five absolutely yeah absolutely he's we're looking at top five possible t- definitely there's a possibility of someone taking him number one overall yeah there's n- i mean if you look at him you look at dylan cruz 
there's really not much of a difference between the two of them. Both incredible athletes can hit for power, can hit for average, and great fielders in the outfield. So I think they're they're both five-tool players, and anybody would be lucky to draft either one of them. All right, so Zach, are we saying overall, are we saying we're all in on Wake Forest? We're all in. Can we possibly talk about the – and this wouldn't be far for Jake either – could we talk about a college world series trip possible like possibility? I would love to. I've heard that going to Omaha for the college world series is one of the best things. I heard it's, it's one of the best so things much you'll fun. Do. I yeah, heard it's a party it's for just, like two weeks out there. I'm in for it. There's no other reason I would go to Nebraska. Well, no, but and why and else I've would you go heard, to Nebraska? No, I, I've heard, I've heard the like, I've heard this also about Creighton too. Like when their basketball team plays, the fact that there's just nothing out there, they fucking get so rowdy for game days. Yeah, I guess if there's nothing out. There's no civilization, pretty yeah. much. So I'm down, and we're all in on the Demon Deacons. If they come anywhere close to up north, because. It'd be a little hard, hard, difficult of a trip down south, but if they come anywhere close to up north, I say we should consider sending a game as well. We go see our team. I love it. They would obviously. We love College. Wake Forest this year. They'll be up at BC because BC it. is Let's ACC. Go. Yep. I'm trying to think any. Other I would ACC love to go teams. watch those those Demon Deacons, my team, and obviously, and we you know, got we, ta- we only too. talked about. I will be getting. Wake Forest merch at some point down the road. If I see a flash sale on Fanatics, I'm, I'm getting a Rhett Louder jersey. I don't know about you. I'm getting a Rhett Louder. <laughs> we need to we need to get jerseys. I'm down. Yeah, so I mean, we only talked about a couple teams. There's still a lot of very good teams in college baseball this year. Obviously, you know, you have the Vanderbilts of the world, Arkansas, Virginia Tech, Oklahoma State's going to be good this year too. You know, Florida State. A lot of these teams are very good, but we really talked about you know the five-ish teams that we think have a chance to go deep probably the five best teams in college baseball but of course there's always teams that are going to be there Vanderbilt will be there every single year right yeah no Van- Vandy's Vandy's always in the conversation there's there doesn't really seem like there's a year besides that one outlier where I don't think they made I don't even think they made Omaha there was that one season maybe 2019 yeah yeah, they were one of those years. They all kind of get mixed together for me with college baseball. But there was one year where Vandy was n- no good. But um, that, that like I said, is an outlier. Vandy is always in the conversation. And then you have the usual um, suspects in teams like we mentioned, Florida, Old Miss, Tennessee. So it, it's going to be a fun year of college baseball. And I'm looking forward to really, really closely. I'm going to closely follow college baseball because I really have it in the past. I've always just kind of thrown it on when Omaha gets close. And we start yeah. getting the regionals time. But uh, no, this is going to be fun this year. I'm excited too. I think it's time to uh, get into some picks. Let's do it. By Riverside. All right, so we got picks for Tuesday, February twenty eighth. Does anybody want to start us off? 
Okay, I, I, I guess okay, I'll no, start. No, no, okay, so, so I'll, 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 the reason why I'm so reluctant to 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 go first here is because uh, I've just I've just I've had such a and, and this is outside of the of the of this podcast, but I've had such a bad weekend of betting, dude. I am unbelievably cold. Okay, then I'll go. I'll you, go. You, you start. I'll go first. Start. All right. Last week, boys, we got back on the winning train. I knew going to women's college basketball was the absolute best thing for me. I know women's college basketball like I know the back of my hand. So obviously that's where we're going to go. We're going to go back to women's college basketball for another pick, and we're going to win another pick. Are you guys ready? Give it to me. We are taking Colorado State over Boise State tomorrow, February 28th, 8.30 p.m., I absolutely love it for no reason other than it was the first game I saw on my phone for women's college basketball. And I know women's college basketball like I know anything. Well, So if you Colorado know- State over Boise State, I absolutely love it. They're home. They're going to win. Fuck Boise. Fuck Idaho. Fuck potatoes. Well, if all you know is women's college basketball, then I'm fairly confident saying that I know a good amount about the Big East, and I am very confident in the Villanova Wildcats uh, beating Seton Hall on the road. Villanova is minus one and a half tomorrow night. Uh, This is a down year for the Villanova program, but Seton Hall is not a remarkably better team than, than Villanova is. I feel confident in taking Villanova outright and spread, so I'm going Villanova. Let's hear it, Jake. Yeah, I'm going to stick with hockey. Um, Rangers still didn't get Kane, so I don't really know if that nulls my bet out from last week, but technically it should. It I might. give out another bet, so, so whatever. Um, but I'm going to go with the Red Wings. They're playing the Senators on Tuesday night. They're actually playing the Senators on Monday night as well, so – the Red Wings are winning now, so I'm just going to kind of ride with them. Hopefully they just dog the Senators again. And, uh, yeah, Detroit Red Wings money on. I like it. Nothing better than a producer Jake hockey pick. And now, everyone, this is the where, worst. This is where we lose money. This is where we lose all money. All time. Where dreams go to die. This isn't even a segment. Is where anymore. we're going this right is, now. This is this is twice a week where we go over to a toilet, throw three dollars into it, and piss on it and flush it. Pretty much, it's just yeah. not fun anymore. It used to be fun. It's not anymore. It, on the day but, it hits, the day it hits, it's going to be shit. I'm, I tell my grandkids about. Are you going to tell your grandkids uh, if if this hits today? It'll be it'll be shit dreams are made of right now. Right. I'll be telling everyone right. in this house that we're eating steak tonight. <laughs> I had steak tonight. It was pretty good. Oh, did you? I had a, I had Unfortunately, a I was, I'm doing the spin, and uh, I can't share my screen, which we were hoping to do, but I'll record it for you guys. Okay. Just in case. All right. The random number was seven. Am I right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, All right, Jake, spin that, spin that shit. Well, it's live. It just hit eight on the previous number. That means it's going to hit fucking seven this time. You know it goes down every time. It goes down one every time. Everybody knows that. All right. Come on. Come on, boys. We can do this. Got to spin in 10 seconds. 
while Jake's waiting for the spin, follow us on social media at the Talk Off Pod, please. Please follow us and uh, maybe give us a little money so we can keep doing this. I'm so scared. Waiting. Waiting. I'm so scared. Half seven eyed on the wheel. Ball is spinning. Please. Seven, 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 Ball seven, down. seven, 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 seven. Oh my seven, god, it's seven. bouncing your seven. It's bouncing your seven and it went in thirty. Oh. oh, right next to eight, though. And there's another loss. We, we have, we have, we have, a, we have a little, we have seven extra dollars. We have momentum. Oh no! Well, we're doing it. We're doing double feature for everyone out here today. I got to hit this. Jake, don't even ask a random number. You just pick a number. You pick whatever you want, and you do it. Yeah. And let's see what happens. Yeah. Jake, whatever you feel confident in, pick. Actually, whatever you feel confident in, pick that number Again. next to that. <laughs> oh, we're spinning. And two away from seven, 18. Damn it. Well, we suck. Please be 18. Really? I just remember seeing a lot of those hockey means. Remember? Uh, yeah, good Everyone one. Everyone used to pull to games with those jerseys on. All right, everybody. Thanks for uh, hanging out today on this Tuesday. Enjoy March. Enjoy the snow if you're near me and Chris. And we will see you guys on Friday for Jake another too. episode. If you're near Jake, enjoy the snow too. They, 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 How about they, you just interrupt me all the fucking time? How about that? I mean, I'm just pointing geographically. Jake is by. You want to? Let's just let's just you know. Just next time, I'm not going to be here because Chris wants to. Chris wants to run the show by himself. And yeah, so uh, come back on Friday if you want to hear just Chris, but you probably won't because nobody would want to listen to that. Thanks, Everyone guys. Love, love you all, and we'll see you on Friday. One day closer to opening day. See you guys. Love you guys. And Chris is going to pee.